This week on That Podcast Productions, we find ourselves needing to know how many dead teen prostitutes is too many. It's Angel on That Podcast stays up all night. Welcome to That Podcast Stays Up All Night, where it's $4.99 for the first five minutes and $1.99 for each additional minute. I'm Josh, the benevolent madam of this stable. Uh, with me are Aura, the bitter old hooker with a heart of brass, and Cody, uh. and Cody, the youngest trick on the block. Say hello, Gracies. <laughs> what are they selling? <laughs> oh, I'm the old hooker. Oh. You're the young <laughs> one. Chocolate, ma! <laughs> Torpedoed already. <laughs> also joining us is Aaron, who is an expert on child prostitution. Aaron, <laughs> when did you start to regret offering to guest on this show? Honestly, when you shortchanged my rates. Only four ninety nine for the first five minutes? Jeez. I went to college. I have more practice than that. Jesus fucking Yeah, I want to see Aura's doctor rates. <laughs> All that learning he did. No, you don't. Dr. Aura's going to fix you up real like, good. Like the rate that he's going to have to pay for the rest of his life? Because the answer to that is all of his money. Uh, 20, $27 a day. I did the math. Well, there you go. It's pretty affordable. That's, that's pretty good. No, I mean, that includes weekends, though. So, like, you got to split the, uh, yeah. the weekends back up across the week. So, you know, it's... Yeah. Yeah. How many half and a half does that a day? So, uh, as we all know, on that podcast, Stays Up All Night, we review the films on the USA program, uh, USA Up All Night, which were uniformly classy B-movies. Uh, this week, we are doing Angel. Uh, and, Aura, why don't you give us your uh, your elevator pitch for this? Oh, it, well, it's not my elevator. It's an elevator pitch. Just you, if you want to write your own material, <laughs> I no, can. No, 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 no. I... I <laughs> I would just like to be clear, I would not choose to do a movie about teen prostitutes. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like, no, or I was not part of the production team. Right? <laughs> Let it be clear. Uh, so what happens in this movie is a 15-year-old honor student solves her serial killer problems with a combination of prostitution and vigilantism, which is far less erotic than it sounds. The film was directed by Robert Vincent O'Neill, a largely unsuccessful exploitation and TV screenwriter. That makes sense. His previous projects included the Schlockfest Wonder Women. No, not Wonder Woman. Wonder Women. I think you can find it on Rift Tracks. Lead actress Donna Wilkes, who does what I would describe as a competently appalling job at looking way too young for the movie to be comfortable, was actually 24 and had several film and television credits already to her name. Uh, other actors in the film include cult actress Susan Tyrrell from uh, Forbidden Zone and some films by Andy Warhol and John Waters. Do, can't you say, um, do you say Forbidden Zone like, Forbidden Zone? No. <laughs> no, never mind. <laughs> uh, Dick Sean from The Producers and It's a Mad, 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 Some Amount of Mad Worlds. And Rory Calhoun, a cowboy actor with uh, over 80 films and hundreds of television uh, credits to his name. 
Uh, it had a slow 2.2 million opening, but it picked up steam over time and finished at 17 million against a 3 million budget. Shit. Uh, three sequels were made, though most featured different lead actors, and only one apparently. Well, I have a half year. Is that one saw the return of uh, O'Neill? Yeah, yeah. The director returned for one of the films, uh, which was the first sequel, Avenging Angel. Uh, as Cody pointed out, it's different actresses every time. <laughs> Uh, co-writer Joseph Michael Kala stayed with the franchise through three films. Uh, and some of the sequels, at least the second one, and I'm not sure possibly the third, were also on Up All Night. So, uh, what did everybody expect going into this one? Uh, I would say, I remember from being, uh, two of the people here might be a bit young to remember this, but from going to video stores a shitload when I was in the 80s, when I was a child, you would occasionally see the sort of lurid cover... That one. The, yeah, those are some high waisted shorts. Yeah, where it shows. If you look up Angel that audience, you'll, you'll certainly see it. Where it says high school honor student by day, Hollywood hooker by night, and it's just uh, the images of the two sides of the main character, who is in fact an honor student by day and a hooker by night. That's true. Uh, I don't feel like she wears either of those cover hairstyles, though, during the duration of the film. Not really, no. Definitely she don't ever see her in pigtails. Yeah, she certainly doesn't have the pigtails that she has in the honor student photo. Mm-hmm. Which, honestly, the honor student photo looks a bit more fetishy than the, yeah. Than the, than the hooker photo. Where she just looks like she's maybe going to see Bon Jovi or something. <laughs> I had zero expectations. Um, which I think... Made it a better experience. Cool. But that's, like, that's it. I mean, yeah. yeah, like, I had zero expectations. I saw that cover and I was expecting, like, I don't know, Law and Order crime drama movie and then also nothing. That. <laughs> like, <laughs> Law, Law and Order, like, yeah. sort of thing, too. Because that does have, like, Certainly the... was not expecting that chase scene. Yeah. <laughs> but that's about... It... To, well, based on like the other movies that we've already watched for this show, I couldn't decide if this was going to be like. Definitely didn't think they were going to go like the fast food or monster high, like more not as self serious like angle. But I couldn't really pin it down like what it was going to be. I kind of thought based on the image and the fact that it was a thing that I always saw at video stores, like as I don't know. One of the movies in the, the aisle that you're not supposed to go to when you're a kid, I guess. I kind of expected it to be trashier. Yeah, I definitely thought... I thought, I thought it was going to be a super exploitation in that sense, Yeah, which is a thing we'll get to in the larger discussion, I think. But I definitely thought it was going to be like more of her friends get killed near the beginning of the movie, and then she is like... It's more hobo with a shotgun, and she's like tracking down yeah. this guy, like the duration of the movie sort of thing, or like... Or kills a bunch of other Johns to get to this guy that's killing other people, sort of well, thing. Yeah, a lot more I, subtle than that. I don't know. I don't know how you guys watch this, but I watch this at double speed because <laughs> holy crap! <laughs> like there's a lot of just like montages along walking on street yep. l- along streets and just like yes. makeup doing scenes and yes. <laughs> I, there's a lot of walking in school hallways. <laughs> There's a lot of sort of 80s scuzzy Hollywood, which I kind of loved about it. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> the, the stuff that Orr is talking about, I definitely was like doing double speed for the first like nine minutes of the movie. 
And I, like, stopped right when they were in the classroom because that was the first time I could tell that characters were actually talking to each other just for, like, the um, the teacher to be like, read all of King Lear! And the kids groan. I was like, I wonder if this is going to be one of those typical movie things where they do a lesson and it very obviously, like, mirrors the plot of the movie. But that didn't happen. <laughs> uh, she doesn't read all of King Lear? Like, for... Jeez, that's a big fucking play to read. Yeah. For a 15-year-old. Allegedly. You have to make them sound smart. I mean, she's an honor student, right? Yeah. Like, no, she's a, well, it's an honor student kind of prestigious at, private at a school. prestigious school. Yeah. yeah. I should have watched it in double time. The person I was watching it with instead had a notepad and a pen and was trying to take notes to prep for this, but he's not here right now. <laughs> um, so that was really... We and don't then, talk about that person. Uh, no, I'm joking. We made jokes about it all the time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but he did keep getting text messages, and his text tone was loud, so you would all of a sudden just hear, like, the Bill and Ted, like, excellent! And so I just see him, like, it's out of the killer. corner of my eye, like, super focused on the film, and just mime the air guitar for the text. Like, every time he got a wow. text... And that is what I remember from the movie. <laughs> uh, that is very fitting to the person you were watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it was a... It really made it more enjoyable. <laughs> like, I adding... <laughs> Excellent! Like, that awkward scene between... Can we talk about scenes yet? Is it too early? Uh, Let's just get into more, like, scene analysis a bit, a bit later. Okay, cool. I'm gonna pocket that. Yeah, just put, 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 put it in, in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> whip, whip, whip. Uh, I had never seen this one until I watched it for the show, and uh, I mean, I too thought it was going to be more law and ordery. I thought there was going to be like the cops are in this thing like for two minutes of the yeah. entire movie, mm. just to like swab up. It might be four since I watched it in double speed. But <laughs> one, one cup Three and kind a half. of matters. We'll, we'll, we'll I get suppose to that's right. Yeah. The child prostitution ring where one cop matters. <laughs> well, there there was sort of a pivot, too, in the plot a little bit with regards to the cops because it looked like the cops were going to be more important. Definitely <laughs> the very first time the like the main cop shows up, I I was watching it with Haley and I was like, bad guy bad guy right here here's the prostitute killer and i was wrong but the, the guy I does look the, the guy thing. does look exactly I, like the, yeah. the cop i might have had oh some. i'm sorry i stepped on you sound engineer biscuit there there were definitely some scenes where i was like this guy's gonna get weird yeah, yeah. we well, has a um i i was sorely I disappointed like, could not i honestly could not tell watching it if if he had like a, a drifting eye or if it was just he always looks like he's not focused on anything and like that's he's, the look of a sociopath yeah he's like always middle distancing when he's talking to other people he's kind of like phased out like in the close-ups don't do that any justice at now, all is that him or is that the, just the amount of drugs that they were Ooh. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he was a shell shock vet or something Ooh. Ooh. oh that's backstory I feel bad. backstory, backstory. Oh. layers <laughs> This movie's a real onion. <laughs> Our conversation's a real onion. Don't give the movie any credit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think that uh, sets up our expectations. So we'll be back with all the uh, child trafficking action you love so much after the jump. 
So we've had a lot of laughs today, but I, I don't want to give the impression that this subject matter is all fun and games. Fun and games? Yeah, I mean, we've all enjoyed a good chuckle over a story of childhood prostitution. Not, not me, I haven't. Me neither, man. But at the end of the day, sex trafficking involving our most vulnerable persons is no laughing matter. That's why I've brought in a very special guest, a real former child prostitute. Oh, wait, what? No need to be shy, Aura. Tell people, tell people about your past. What led you into the degrading and horrific life you lived as a kitty trick, as they say? <laughs> Do they say that? Are you fucking kidding me, guys? I was never a child prostitute. Come on, Aura, this is a safe space. You can open up. Our listeners want to know. Tell them about the filthy men who forced you to sell your precious flower. I'm leaving, and you're editing this out, or I'm beating you with a friggin' baseball bat. Jeez, touchy. I thought he said there was no touchy. Welcome back to That Podcast Stays Up All Night, where all the girls swore they were 18. Oh. Here's Cody with your film synopsis. Alright. Uh, the film starts with honors student Molly leaving her high-class high school for her night job working the corner on a skeezy-era Hollywood boulevard. We meet her friends, including Queen Bee drag queen May, largely inconsequential street performer and costume worker Yo-Yoing, and aging cowboy Kit Carson, who constantly talks about knowing old-timey actor Tom Mix. Fun fact, Tom Mix died in an automobile accident in 1940. (laughs) That is a fun fact. (laughs) We also meet the police who try to keep things civil, including Lieutenant Andrews. Finally, we see a creepy John Deal as the killer, a nameless murderer out to punish the local sex trade. He wanders off with one of the other girls who took a cute gift from the chaplain lookalike yo-yoer, thus guaranteeing she would die in the first act. She also uh, earlier explains how badly she wants to get out of the city and move to a different country, to which I also told people I was watching it with, dead, dead. Gives the one day before retirement. She is just, she is so fucking bad from the moment she is on screen. Lessons learned. Don't share anything about your personal growth. Yep. Which uh, is followed on later on to see the same killer literally sucking on an egg, which, no idea what to say about that. Well, I mean, hang on. Uh, like, we, we, we talked a little off air. Let's come back to this just for one. Was that not the creepiest scene in the movie in some ways? Even, like, over the... It it takes so long too. There was a point where I was like, I can't believe he hasn't finished his egg by now. Like he's just really, really mealing it up there. Well, at first when I saw him doing it, I was like, it must be like it's a hard boiled egg, and he took the shell off. Yeah. Then he crushes it in his mouth, and the shell starts going all over his mouth, and I'm like, ah. It definitely had some like weird cross themes going on because it had that tone of some like infantile. Yeah, breastfeeding thing. Yeah, but then, like, just the egg imagery was like, that the only thing their budget could afford? (laughs) Yeah. Like, was it supposed to have some weird, like, fetal? Because this was a movie about child prostitution, and the creepiest scene was the guy sucking an egg down in that way. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, like... It is, I and mean, you make a good point that it was really cheap and probably worked well with their budget, which wasn't super high. Like it was yeah. a surprisingly effective scene. The the, the worst part true. is like just him also shoving like very obviously the egg shells like into his mouth like when he's done. 
Yeah. How do, you su- how do you suppose the director, like, approached? He's like, okay, today we're shooting the egg scene. They just, like, they just had him, like, drinking Boilermakers, like, every day on set leading up to it. Uh, and they're like, alright, today's the day, man. There was something about how it many, that was so tanks? jarringly different right. from everything that I was like, was this improv? <laughs> were they just like, here's an egg, here's a motivation, just, just go ham. Go. <laughs> like... Here's a room, do something weird. (laughs) Serial killer. He's like, I know what I'll do. I'll suck eggs. You you might have issues with your mom. There might be some like weird, dark homoerotic implications in here. And this is what I kind of also wanted to point out real fast. Is this kind of like a night? And Josh, you might like have have some or not. was this a weird 1980s thing that they felt like they had to explain the serial killer in some way? You know, uh, like like because there was there was that little bit at the beginning where the cops are talking and they're just like they're like oh it could be he was molested it could be he was touched by his mother or whatever you mm-hmm. know like well it's it's a more classically written film in a lot of senses and I think that's one of them that it's sure. more like Psycho where it wants to t- say like well he's not just uh, he's not just your Michael Myers killer who's just just a bad seed mm-hmm. no that's a great point this yeah. does. Okay, like, so this, in this way, it does kind of harken to those, like, more 1950s era, like, yeah. horror movies. Like, pre, and I think the biggest line for that was Night of the Living Dead, which sure. is very much a movie about how, like, it, it's a movie that apes the, uh, I think we've talked about this on this podcast in previous incarnations, um... I was just about to say, were you were you going to plug the episode of Night of the, 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 the but, but I guess those aren't those don't exist anywhere in any co- official capacity anymore. So they might come back at some point. Uh, yeah. Stay tuned, listeners, and you know, offer us money. Bonus maybe. episode. Um, yeah. uh, but bring it out of the bowl. One of the biggest things that movie is because it, the idea behind that movie isn't dissimilar from like fifties uh, horror and sci-fi, like body snatchers or them where you just have this monstrous threat and then in Night of the Living Dead scientists try to explain it they're like oh it's this uh, we think it's from this satellite but but it never goes anywhere because Mm -hmm. the perspective is isolated from it so we start to see the more nihilistic horror which sort of I, I think peaks with Halloween which is very much a movie about eventually in the franchise it evolves that Laurie is is Michael's uh estranged sister spoiler for 40 year old movies uh, but 30 year old 30 or 40 whatever that came out movies. like this year didn't it <laughs> <laughs> you go to hell cheap 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 but but uh, oh, in the, the original the babby millennial thinks he can talk about movies <laughs> <laughs> In the original, she's not. She's never stated that. <laughs> Hang on, it's a running gag on the I know, show. I know. Okay. <laughs> Hilariously, though, this specifically this week at work, I was working with the other new millennial that works with us, and the guy was like, "I'm looking for a copy of Halloween," and she goes, "Okay, yeah." And she went in the back and came out with the Rob Zombie one. And he goes, "No, no, no, no. I need, I need the original one." And she was like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I have no idea what that looks like." It just made me laugh so <laughs> and she was, hard. She was like, "No, this I, isn't the one that came." About this, this is, <laughs> I came up behind him and was like, I, I know for a fact we don't have the first one. I'm sorry. Speaking of her, I said bitchin' around her, and she did the total, like, I've never said that, like, unironically before, and it just sounds so cool. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, mean, I was like, at least you don't make me feel like it's not like you're going, oh, God, you're old. No one says bitchin' anymore. Oh, I say, <laughs> I love bitchin' is my favorite, oh, like, fucking good. I have good. certainly said bitchin' unironically. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, oh, yeah. So she's just like, I've always wanted to say it, but it never felt right. I was like, 
what? Like, <laughs> that, is, that is that is a word that if it rolls off the tongue, like sort of without uh, yeah, that's without presence, it, it, could, it could land poorly. I will be the lifest bitchin'. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, the rest yeah, no, of the movie. No, hang on. <laughs> I, I did want to follow up on Josh's point, which I thought was a pretty excellent one with regards to... There is those scenes where the scientists usually sit around and have to explain the monster. That's yeah, yeah you're right. That I so, well, when that, when that when the cops were sitting there and talking like that, I was like, I do recognize this. Why? And it didn't, it's a Law and Order. It, it well, happens in a lot of Law and yeah. Order TV episodes. Sure, it's um, profiling uh, was still pretty young at the time this was yeah. filmed. So it, was, it, it probably by this time even culturally it became very kind of colloquial. I, you know, a lot of people were really getting into that premise and that narrative and I, I I think it was even in did they do something like that in Silence of the Lambs I, mean, I was I was going to oh. say this movie definitely has some kind of so. vague Silence of the Lambsy red dragony vibes like just yeah. the female hero kind of sort of thing and then the way that they just show like I made a comment to Haley while we were watching it about like I've already seen taxi driver when you just see him like <laughs> lifting the cinder blocks and, like all the cuts to him in his, in his grimy apartment getting ready to, like, do whatever. We don't know anything about grimy apartments on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was grungy. It, dingy. 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 Yeah. But, uh, How the hell did he even know? <laughs> it definitely, definitely pulls on some tropes yeah. to such mm. a degree that you think, like, wow, this could have been quality. <laughs> Excellently but don't, don't you like it? Oh, well, maybe don't chew on that. We'll get to that. Yeah. Don't, don't so, chew on the sound cords biscuit. So the next day, that's, Molly's that's landlord. That's not how you sound engineer. <laughs> so the next day, Molly's landlord, Solly, comes by for rent, and Molly claims to be getting the check from her bedridden mother. But the audience figures out something else is up, unless they themselves are also comatose. The killer's victims continue to turn up, and Molly loses several friends to his knife while also dealing with bullying at school from some jocks who equally also look like 30-year-old men playing high school dress-up. During a motel job, Molly finds a body and glimpses the killer, putting her on the police's radar. Now to line up, the killer is identified but shoots his way to freedom. As one does. (laughs) <laughs> during also during that lineup scene, as soon as he said "turn," I m- muttered to Haley, "Give me the keys, you fucking cocksucker." <laughs> That's all I could think of when they were doing the turn. Uh, Lieutenant Andrews, who has taken an interest in Molly's safety, takes her home and barges in, finding out that both of Molly's parents have abandoned her, and she is doing sex work to pay for school and housing in a fairly heartrending scene. Yeah, this is where the movie is. Really fucking serious and and weird. Mm-hmm. It is also su- mixes up themes. Yeah. Well, it's a little surprising it didn't approach AIDS at all. Is this pre-AIDS? I think it must have been before it was widely known. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the the jocks when they're trying to insult her make a comment about the fact that they're not going to use rubbers to assault her, and that we don't know what kind of. Blah blah blah. She might be carrying. Well, venereal well, disease has been yeah, a there's, since the seventies. Uh, there's nothing specific. Nineteen eighty one. Yeah, oh, okay. Sorry. Sure very early eighties. Yeah. I, mean, I think AIDS was around at that point, but it just wasn't in the pub, in the public conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, an increasingly scared Molly purchases a handgun and asks Kit for instructions on its use, allowing us to see the squat that he lives in as well. 
She uses the gun to fend off the high school bullies when they find her turning tricks. Unfortunately, word gets out around her school about her nocturnal occupation, and everyone at school is a real shithead about it. Uh, real, real quick, I want to rewind back to Kit's squat because that's another kind of weirdly serious thing in the movie. Because when when we see him there, it's somebody who's his executor is trying to get him to go live in a in an assisted living facility, mm-hmm. and he's like, "No, I'm not going to." Even though I live in kind of squalor. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Kit's, since, Kit's place looks more like a serial killer place with all does. the mannequins <laughs> and concrete blocks and uh, his but, delusions. Really, I thought explained that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's really because on the one hand you want to be on his side and be like yeah I keep living independently but at the end of the scene they make sure to be like I'm going to meet up with uh, I'm going to meet up with what was his all, name all the Tom Wicks all these like Tom dead Wicks people and, these, and they're all like they're, they're dead <laughs> and it's like oh he's he's not doing well mm-hmm. he's falling through the cracks it was really I thought it was really interesting that their kind of side characters were more compelling like the landlady mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know why but I was like I love her yeah. I love the landlady yeah. she's probably my favorite character La- the landlady May, she's amazing oh. and the like painted on eyebrows but yes. very yes. clearly her real oh, eyebrows yeah. visible yeah. Oh man, she was the fucking. The, best. the relationship yeah. with her and May was fucking amazing. The scene where they're they're playing cards was awesome. Yeah. Like I want to watch the whole movie of this. I want to watch this like odd couple. Like I want the cowboy guy to also be in the apartment building. Hold on to that. <laughs> <laughs> you got thing you're holding on to. Now he's got now thing I'll, he's holding. Now hold him in mine. Uh. So yeah, everybody's a dick to her at school. Uh, everybody's concerned. A concerned teacher, Miss Allen, bullies her way into Molly's family at home. May intercepts her and, and tries to pass off as Molly's mother, but the impersonation is doomed from the start. May explains that Molly's in dire straits, and the teacher vows to help. Never really see the help in any capacity for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Uh, but that the killer, was such she kind of weird scene. walks yeah. out from the film. At this yep. point. I have done my film moral obligation. Up. Yeah, she's yeah. like. And I'm moving on. But she also I mean, has that. Like, I feel like she was going to come back in a wrap up scene that never happened. Yeah. It's kind of that. Also, she gets like. She's a high school guidance counselor, but she gets rough with the, like. I yeah, like the landlord. Scene. She's initially really nice and trying to convince this Sally person to. And then she gets fed up and she just, like, grabs Sally and she's like, listen, I need to fucking talk to these She three. has a. And I'm like, some it's other, probably not appropriate or legal, but, you know. Some other job that she worked that <laughs> is her scared. justification where she's like, listen, I did. County or blah blah or something. But she used like, to. She says she used to work in the uh, like sanitation department. Oh, get the right. Shut down. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. What a threat, though. Classy middle class threat there. Mm-hmm. Classist middle class threat. And in a way, I'm kind of glad that she vanishes and doesn't help, though, because it kind of gets the film's point. Like if she rescued her. Oh my her, god, she's the epitome know? of early white feminism. Okay. <laughs> well, if she rescued her, it'd be you know. White middle class people rescuing everybody again, yeah. you know, and yeah. the fact yeah. that she isn't able to make any substantive differences, you know. Honestly, what I imagine that scene is mostly to do is just to set up that May is inside of Molly's apartment, so yeah. that when the killer arrives, d- disguised as a Krishna, he gets to struggle with May for a little bit until uh, she unfortunately dies by a knife. God, that scene was heartbreaking. Oh, uh, me yeah. and God. me and Haley were both like, "Holy shit!" If May dies during this scene, that's gonna suck so bad because she's been such a cool character the entire movie. And we kind of talked about yeah. uh, like how well that uh, like nobody really talks. I mean, they, they one character annoying. It's the school teacher is annoyingly is like, "What's your real name?" 
Yeah. And they has to be like Marvin. Yeah. This is like uh, but, but everyone got it. And we'll get to this talking about this name of it. But yeah, May is a very accepted character and dies in Solly's arms, and it's really yeah, really fucking heartrending. Yeah, uh, best scene of the movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. But uh, so Molly takes uh, Solly's huge gun and chases the killer down with Andrews in yeah. pursuit. I guess Solly moonlights his fucking Clint Eastwood or something. <laughs> We're going to park this scene too because uh, <laughs> I'd like to come back to that one. Yeah. And then uh, in a showdown in an alley, Molly's on the verge of dying. And then a wounded uh, Kit steps in to mow down the killer who dies gasping. It hurts. The good guys walk away together, and the movie abruptly ends. Very abrupt. I would like to say that Kit shoots the guy like a fucking half dozen yeah. times. <laughs> like, Molly definitely has more shots than her gun should have, but that dude definitely, like, pulls all, like, six or twelve shots that he would have into the guy. Like, that killer gets... I'm surprised that he could say it hurts. Yeah. He took so much lead. Yeah. Oh, yeah, through his lungs, like, too. half his insides are gone. I, I did think leading up to it, unless we want to save this for later, that like when they showed him the kit showing her how to shoot the gun, I remember thinking like it would be more of a poetic justice thing if he's the guy for some reason that gets to shoot the killer because then it leaves Molly her like full innocence or whatever. Like she doesn't have to worry about like a manslaughter charge or something. Like I really thought there was gonna be a lot more after they caught him or just any amount of wrapping up at all, which there wasn't. So I guess I was like, all right, it's fine. It's one of the interesting things in the pacing of the movie is how abrupt it sometimes is. Like when the guy's in for the lineup and it just seems like it's just a lineup scene. And all of a sudden she's like, oh, it's him. And then it's like, gun at him. Like, oh, yeah. The like killer is like six and he's cops. killing 20 cops. Also, yeah. the killer is really good at killing people in this movie. <laughs> yeah. He shoots so many fucking people. Yeah. Effective disguise, too. Hey, we looked up at one point and was like, oh yeah, remember Krishna's? Yeah. <laughs> He'd managed to disguise himself as a Krishna in the end part, though, yeah? That's... Jeez. Yeah. Alright, so, uh, now we sort of discuss our film, so, uh, I think sort of a jumping off point, what I, want, what I thought would be interesting to talk about was the degree to which this film... The degree to which we can think of this film as being progressive and how it depicts its people... I think it's interesting as far as the time because it was sort of the Reagan era where there was a lot of push to like clean up the streets and you know re re moral America. Like this is eighty one, so it's the dawn of Reagan, the Reagan America, uh, and this idea that all of these seventies archetypes of uh, like gay people, drag queens, uh, streetwalkers needed to be cleaned, and uh, I, I don't know what the idea where they would go in this the estimation of the cultural imagination but that was sort of the idea and this film takes place among those but it, those people but it really it doesn't celebrate or glamorize those lifestyles but I think what's interesting about it is that it's accepting of it, it did it's very normalizing humanize. yeah the, the most um, I don't know nothing about being at the school felt right mm-hmm. like again it was Obviously, thirty-year-old dudes pretending they were seventeen. Like I was. And, yeah. Oh my god. And, and obviously, thirty-year-old women, which yeah. I'm thankful for, because the fact that most of them didn't look very young was helpful in the many topless scenes in this. Film. Oh okay. yeah. yeah. Do we want to get into so that? Because I have some shit to horrifying. say about that. Or is this is this scene time? Yeah. Oh okay. man. Okay. So before I forget the one I parked. Um, we talked about that emotional scene where the Lieutenant Andrews finds out that she's. 
like is in her home and is like, oh, you your parents are dead. Parents, yeah, no one's around. Um, really uncomfortable with like the implied sexual tension in that mm. scene. I was like, uh, like this is he's not one of your Johns. Like, like <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> like, you're trying to be supportive, and yet That's this true. is he very knows her, baby doll. He like, knows her as a prostitute before he reveals that he knows that she is also a high school student. And then she's yeah. like, you went to my school, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it got yeah. very... That was very uncomfortable. It, some mixed messages going on there, and I was like, I... Not fond. I think they're going for, like, he's trying to be fatherly, but... They don't really paternalistic. That, I think that his, his dead the middle middle days. Yeah, he just doesn't make the turn well. I do think it's interesting that she's so much more upset that he went to her school than that he knows she's a prostitute. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Like, of, that's embarrassing. There's a lot of stuff in there. So yeah, the so the nudity in this movie. I've I've been braced for this just because of the other up all night movies we watched and the. The first pair of breasts that are shown in this movie are technically supposed to be that of a dead prostitute, not not anybody who's alive. It's after the serial killer, and that's a you know a creepy scene, but it seems par for the you know for the subject matter. But then it's at least moderately fitting. If gratuitous. yeah, it, it it makes sense, and then it's the same for like the next. I mean, any other like. CSI or Criminal Minds is going to show something at least like sim- in similar veins or you know yeah. most of them is covered up with a sheet except their face is all bloody uh, but then for no reason in particular twice when they're in the high school where the, the people that are naked are supposed to be yeah. at least 18 or younger has multiple like bare breasts and full frontal nudity. Repeated shower yeah. scenes of a cheer team that has nothing to do with yeah. the plot. They, the cheerleaders, I think it's the only thing that services is the second time that it happens, she overhears the girls gossiping and that's when she knows that everybody yeah. else at the school knows what she is. As someone who yeah, was once a high school woman, <laughs> no one was ever that fucking nude. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I clearly... Uh, popping the bubble in that fantasy. From being a dude in gym class, that that's... Dudes do not do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I don't shower it's when so other sad. men are around. <laughs> well, yeah, they're not even showering. <laughs> they're literally just like all standing in front of their lockers like butt naked there while is... they put on their like cheer uniforms. Yeah, the only towel yeah. is wrapping up their hair. I think, oh. isn't it in the one where, where they reveal it, aren't they all in the, sh- the shower together, like, doing horseplay? Yeah, or, you're, you're right. There is, there, and that's a very jarring cut, too. It's like some oh. other scene, hard cut, boom, full nude shower. Well, and it's like oh, cheerleaders yeah. beach parties. It's another shower horseplay scene. Yeah. It's like... No bearing on the... And it really is, like, so out of place for the entire movie. Like, everything else seems serious yeah. on the level. Even, like I said, the other like nudity with the prostitutes like semi makes sense because they're prostitutes and they've been murdered and it's not like they had a chance to put their clothes back on unless it was supposed to be like some kind of hip, high school hypocrisy thing it's like I, look they're shaming her for selling her bodies and look how how, how freely they're displaying <laughs> yeah those. how naked they are in the privacy like, of a bathroom how really need they really needed to develop that theme if that was what they were going yeah. and they, yeah. I can see them kind of going for that with the scene where the high school jocks try and rape her yeah. Um, mm-hmm. again, that, yeah. Again, a thing that without them 
like not wearing their like letterman's jackets, I definitely thought she just got snatched by three randos until the fact that they start talking about the fact they knew her from school. And I was like, oh yeah, this is... Did you read King Lear yet? Those people who were maybe in a scene? The high school stuff was very inconsequential to this film. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was almost like they, they just wanted to add that extra level of like... Well, we Isn't really need so, to make it clear she's 15. Yeah, so it's so sad that, that she's a, she's not just a regular prostitute. It's sad because she has no parents and she's 15 and in high school. So and, now you can sympathize with her. And she's super smart. Yeah, that's... And just to sort of circle back to the progressivism, like, I liked I liked May and Solly as characters. And they were cool depictions of, of, of queer folk back in that era, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But... If there was going to be a critique of this movie and where I think it would maybe fall short in, in a modern eye, other than the fact that it's so clearly, those nude scenes make it very very clear that it has this exploitation angle to it. Yeah. Um, I would say it's that all of, the, all of the people are nice, but they're always nice in service to the young, pure white girl. Mm-hmm. To the point where they do all die, like throw their lives away or throw away, like kids shoot, shoots the dude down. And he's, he's definitely going to an old age home if he survives that, by the way. <laughs> gunning a dude yeah. down. Um, to preserve white womanhood, basically. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. That was the joke about the white feminism like <laughs> earlier. Is, is It's all just her and like her just kind of coasting through life and being this sad thing who everybody swoops in to rescue. Yeah. And then the teacher you know, just coming in angry and like, I'll shut this down, and then never showing up again. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just... That running scene, though, does kind of tie to this. We're going to go slide into that right now. It was the most action she gave in the entire film, um, outside of her work. And uh, that was... I, I thought that was kind of a cool... Like, I'm just going to go like chase down this killer, but boy, am I also going to run a marathon in fucking high heels. Yeah, uh, well, yeah I was like, very <laughs> proud of how like she is That's also... That's the power of white feminism. ...equally staying ahead of <laughs> Lieutenant Andrews in wedges. <laughs> and how she was carrying the gun, too. Like, yeah. y'all, gun safety is something you should totally talk Appropriate about. Appropriate reactions like, from everyone on the street where they're, like, standing in the middle of the road to get away from the, like, worried-looking girl with the yeah, huge she's like, gun. She's, like, running in stilettos <laughs> down Hollywood Boulevard a lot. Like, they, I don't know, have to run like three to five miles and she's just like crisp little steps very firm like I got a good running stride and I'm running in stilettos <laughs> and this like revolver loosely hanging from her hand like fortunately down she didn't like point it at anybody but it, I was like girl your fingers she... on the trigger you have no control over this gun you're just like casually like ha, 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 look I mean, at this I'm gonna spin it while I'm running when she's shooting <laughs> the first shot that she takes at the like killer is while he's being manhandled by, like, the guy whose truck he jumps into the back of. Or it's like his El Camino. Like, he's like, oh, I'm gonna jump in here and run away. And then that guy is, like, throwing him out of the back of his truck. And that's when she starts shooting. And that guy, like, jumps out of the way. I... God, I love, like, how ineffective the villain is, though. Like, he, <laughs> he's successfully murdered people, but now I'm gonna, yes. I'm gonna carjack somebody, like, Grand Theft Auto. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's uh, he's yeah. really good at killing and nothing else. Like, he's All not good at All you need is a good guy with an El Camino. <laughs> I mean, he's... T- uh, yeah, that's true. I would say he's very good at hiding, but then he just, like, leaves his spot for, all, again, seemingly no reason. 
Yeah. Or he's gonna he's going to attack the girl with a Clint Eastwood gun with his switchblade. Honestly, if I heard the clack 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 of stiletto heels chasing me down for three miles and then get closer, I'd probably run (laughs) from my hiding spot too. He goes after the girl that ID'd him. Like, leave town, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he shaved his head, he blended in, and then he's like, and now I'm gonna and then a cop. Yeah. Actually, So this was in California. Yes, Hollywood, yeah. There were a lot of uh, serial killers in the 70s in California. And they were, a lot of them were targeting prostitutes. Like, a lot so, of them were hairy Christians. Is that, Hopefully that, not, because that's racist. I, I, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I think that's pretty common among serial killers, too, because prostitutes are so... Wait, being hairy? Not being okay. hairy. Not hairy. <laughs> no. The Josh, religion of Josh, death. Josh prefers to not acknowledge anything I say. Oh. I'm, just, I'm just bitter towards Harry Krishna because I ran into one on campus once and he gave me a bunch of exactly literature. Exactly that. I don't ever oh. think of Hare Krishna's as like the actual people. I always think of it like this movie where it's a white person that shaved their heads and they're like, now I'm now I'm all into very like Eastern yes. philosophies. Very holistic. Wait, what, why, why I hate... Why I just like Harry Krishna is I was on campus and I ran into one and he was like here's a bunch of books and literature and I was like oh thanks I, you know, I'm always interested I don't know much about your religion and he was like well we do ask for donations and I was that. like alright well I only have a couple bucks on me but here you can have a couple bucks and he was like I'm going to take the books back and leave you with this pamphlet I'm like well you're going to get my foot in your ass Jesus wow. that's exactly gave me the books that motherfucker exactly that is exactly what happened to me at an airport really wow. yes did you have no this is Hair Chris, I, Hair I've never heard dicks. that story, Josh. That is exactly what happened to me at LAX. Wow. <laughs> I, they're, I guess they're just dicks about their books. Was this like around the material. same time? Yeah, you can't really grow I didn't, th- I didn't threaten to foot in his ass. I, was I didn't just like, threaten to kill him. I, I, <laughs> look, this is all of that not for a podcast. His, not I was just to like, uh-huh, bye. I, I know what you thought. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, it's pretty t- stereotypical of serial killers to target those most vulnerable in the 70s and 80s, which were prostitutes. Well, that uh, and that's and like the real yeah, life thing is those people are targeted because when they when multiple like die or go missing, there's not as big of a public outcry versus this movie where like from the beginning of the movie, everyone is like acutely aware like... Even before any action happens, like the cops are talking about it, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah we got there this was guy a out here," and they killer. care and are trying. Yeah. Like, there's even a scene where the cops, where the, the lieutenant guy, who is until he has sort of his, his face turned later, is pretty much a grump. But he's talking to all the prostitutes, and he's like, "Look, there's a serial killer on the loose. Like, stick to stick to regulars, work the streets in pairs." Yeah. And I'm like, "You're not. It's good that you're relating to them as people instead of trying to be like, we're going to bust you up." Yeah. <laughs> How about I arrest all of you? You're obviously safer with the justice system. (laughs) We know how it works. I definitely thought there was like a a Brian Doyle Murphy cameo that's like the cop at the very beginning of the movie that's giving her a ride and she's like, oh, you're... It's like, oh, how about we go have a party? And she's like, I bet you'd like that, wouldn't you? Like the scene went on, I'm like, that's not a Murray brother, but real close. (laughs) Cool. I think that was a pretty good discussion. So, if anybody have anything else you want to talk about? Good discussion. All right. Well, we'll be back with some games and a wrap up after the jump. All right. I got to go get a haircut. Uh, in, just in the middle of the podcast, you're just yeah. going to. Do I call out the faults in your premises? You know what? Fair enough. Psst. Psst. Blake, if you need help. What? 
Look, I've, I've been around the block. I I can recognize trafficking when I see it. Just blink blink if you need help. Oh, good God, not this again. Look, your, your pimp is not your friend, okay? That's basics. Someone your age, you should be in a good home. I'm in my late 30s. Still deserve a good home. Look, I know you hear all kinds of horror stories, but I'm here to help. I think we can find a nice family for you. Nice, you know what? Hard pass. Thanks. It's always the young ones that go astray. I'm like a decade older than you. Whatever, Roxanne. Did I, uh, did I miss something? Vibes off. No, just the other people on the podcast being jackasses again. I don't even know why I do this show. At least you're not terrible to me. Yeah, of course, Zora. Uh, so how much for a half and a half again? Welcome back to That Podcast Stays Up All Night. Uh, we are back with some games and then your wrap-up. So, Aura, if you can take it away with this shit show. <laughs> well, I mean, when you say it like that, I, I guess I will. Cutting right, right to the meeting. Cody, you know what to do. Spin that wheel, buddy. Oh, yeah. First game on this episode is Split Ends. Are you familiar with the rules of Split Ends, Josh? Uh, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah? (laughs) Split split Ends would be, uh, if you didn't like the ending of this movie, to write your own end. However, uh, I I, I would like to modify the rule in this case uh, for this particular one. I would like to to talk about where you suppose Angel's parents are, right? (sighs) Mm. So this 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 could be the you know the B side of this the B plot of this movie in this case okay. the split end so um, did did any of you guys sort of speculate on that at all or did you just assume out for smokes <laughs> and that, that's why I was yeah, like I he's still waiting in that line <laughs> but, but but if we want to have fun uh, yeah maybe your parents were actually alien royalty like Jupiter Rising so they're gonna come and. Take her off to join the race of dog Very, uh, very Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Turns out her parents actually got trapped in... Uh... Fuck. Never mind. Can't do that joke. I lost it. I oh, lost no. it. We'll circle back. <laughs> yes, thanks. I like that thanks. Cody brought out Guardians of the Galaxy, which is a sensible reference, but I went with... <laughs> Jupiter Rising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think that it's well-known pop <laughs> cultural touch point Jupiter Rising. Is it, you're not even like si- it's Jupiter man. Ascending, isn't it? Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> even you those. can't remember the, the title of that forgettable <laughs> movie. The Wachowski siblings movie with Channing Data Tatum as an actual <laughs> dog boy. Channing, Channing Datum. <laughs> Channing Datum, my new stripper avatar. Well, I I, <laughs> I wondered if the father was going to end up being revealed to be the the killer. You know, Ooh. like that, that I totally was... think they're in Nebraska. They're just hanging out. They had to move to the Midwest, and why, she's like, "Why did you, not why'd you pick that? We live in Kansas. Why'd you say Nebraska? Because like oh, I like lived in Oklahoma. Forgiven. I lived in Kansas. I figured like yeah, just go a little further. We'll go a little further. She, they were like, "We gotta, we gotta go to Mount Rushmore." And she was like, whoa, that. "Whoa, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa!" They took a it's family like, trip to Mount Rushmore and then crashed in Colorado. Leaving oh. her orphaned and alone oh. in California. I I have I have my perfect one or now. They actually got trapped in Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> That's where the <laughs> alien thing comes in, and they <laughs> they were taken off. So Angel, transsexual Transylvania. 
Angel de- Angel decides, or, or Molly, excuse me, decides like after the end of the movie that same she's thing. gonna, yeah, same thing, that she's gonna like pack up all the stuff from her like destroyed apartment, and while she's cleaning up her parents' like bed, this like uh, baseboard like falls down, and then she sees this like slim little uh, briefcase, and she pulls it out, and it's got her parents' like last name on it, and that's where. She finds out her parents were actually like spies for Shield the entire Ooh. time, and you do the like the Parker parent thing. I thought we were going to go into like an X Files route. <laughs> there, <you> there, <laughs> yeah, they were killed, and uh, the the whole thing was a cover up. Mm. And she's like one spider bite away from from <laughs> avenging Angel, which is the name of the next one. I think that you know what could be fun is that they just forgot about her. Like they're like, <laughs> oh no, like, like they're. They just maybe you know we'll go with the best <laughs> case scenario. Where left her a jamboree. Like yeah, they're like they're in the middle of they Nebraska. Had, they had two and other kids, got, and they just kind of go, "Shit, there's a third one." <laughs> <laughs> well, spoiler, I isn't that the premise of, of the car? <laughs> that's the premise of the third one, isn't it? Is it? She's got it. a sibling. She's got like a secret sibling, and she has to protect the secret sibling. Is the third movie? Don't she's follow actually, my life, sister. <laughs> Well, that is the um, that is the natural yeah, end of split ends. Now, yeah. way to go, Cody! Yeah. Wow, she's a mi- missing sister, and she has to break up a white slavery. <laughs> wow, she was really like. Does it, say, does it say white slavery on? Yeah, okay. Just what I say, white slavery. Right? <laughs> you say white slavery. Right? Well, sometimes, most of the time, I would say no. But I would just say slavery. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. Did they not have words for human trafficking? <laughs> Why don't you? I'm sorry. I'm not that kind of slavery <laughs> ring. Sorry. Yeah. Right. We're a slavery ring that doesn't see color. Very specific. Terms. <laughs> All right. Hit that we don't see color. Cody. We just see bodies that we can exploit. I was just thinking about bodies we can exploit, like me doing the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! It's Our little angel. Like, well, I am. You know. I, well, I don't have to imagine it because the wheel is here. But I am. I imagine the listeners have no idea how big our wheel is. It's tiny. No, it's huge. Oh, it's you the other way. It's the okay. three-story. Yeah, it's not a very like. Tight mechanic thing where it stops really quickly. Have you you not seen the television show The Wheel on Fox? It's one of those. Oh. Yeah. Can it be like a Wheel of Fortune? Can I be Dax Shepard? Yes, you are Dax Shepard. Right? (laughs) Cool. You're married to to Kristen Bell. Oh, man. You like money. You get a really funny girl. That that was him. That was Dax Shepard. I like money. Bring it back again. Your wife is really into sloths. It actually oh, yes. really blows my mind every time I watch Idiocracy and I look at him and I'm like, you're fucking married. Yeah, that oh, like, <laughs> well, and, and not only that, but like happily like, married. Like, he's also like incredibly articulate. Like I'm just, I'm like, these are the characters you play. What's the What's the movie where it's like him <laughs> and stories. Kristen Bell? Dun, dun. <laughs> oh gosh, I can't remember. Where it's like he's the. Uh, um, uh, what is it called? The he saw a thing, and so they put him in hiding or whatever. A witness protection? Yeah, wit- he's like a witness protection thing, but he's like got a sick car, and it's like the only thing that he kept. 
I do not remember. Oh, that it's it's criminally underrated. Well, nevertheless, yeah. Well, hit and run. That's it. We should watch that some other time <laughs> on a different podcast. Good movie show. Yeah. So, what did we all land on? <laughs> do we care anymore? <laughs> it landed on the more you know. This one. This one's a new one. I made this one up literally this morning, and and then added it to our beautiful wheel here. Uh, this one, uh, it fits with the theme, right? 1980s stuff. You know, the more you know. Uh, so in this case, what I would like, I would like us to talk about a re-edit of this movie. The because this one's a message movie, but let's try and take some 1980s esque messages with this, right? So. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the, you know, uh, poor Cody here might be at a little of a bit of a disadvantage. I've never seen a movie from the 1980s. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking about the more you know messages. Oh, I know like, that, too. Okay, yeah. okay. I didn't... They, I, they continued that beyond the 80s. No, I... Okay, hang on. <laughs> I'm aware that you're aware of the memes, but I don't know if you're aware of the original, like, stuff this derives from. Which is like, don't fall in refrigerators, kids. <laughs> you know, like the 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 scrubs don't smother your kids. Before, that, you know, so we're just coming up with like eighties. Uh... So uh, my example of this would be: so let's re-edit that scene where um, her friend lets the Harry Krishna in to say. <laughs> Don't let the Harry Krishnas in. <laughs> Don't let strangers like into your house. I like the idea of just using every scene with the serial killer. And the egg sucking. And Damn it, Aaron like, stole mine. <laughs> Don't eat God. raw eggs. I was just about to say it's You'll the salmonella warning. <laughs> See, I was going to go. It's technically nineties, but I was going to go. This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. This is your brain being crushed into the face of a serial killer. <laughs> well, as soon as Aura said like re-edit of the movie, immediately I went twenty-minute-long AIDS sucking sing. That's all I need. <laughs> That whole scene, but just twenty minutes. Long. He goes with, through a full like twelve pack carton of them with uh, with take with take your breath away on loop. Over. <laughs> take my breath No, no, you can't do that. No, stop. <laughs> they don't want us to pay for those things. <laughs> they do want us to pay for those well, things. That. I think you'll find. I do, well, I don't know what fire signs rules are, but it's, you know. Um, uh, would be a fun one. So, um... Proper running stride for stiletto heels. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Cardio. The more you... Cardio. The points yeah. of cardio. Yeah. Hopefully NBC doesn't own the more you know thing. Still. You <laughs> 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 um, can do a... You do kids shooting lessons as an NRA safety video. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Absolutely. When to identify, like, progressive dementia. Yeah. Yeah. And Alzheimer's stages. <laughs> <laughs> Training video. Okay, look, there are a lot of people who are getting old enough now. No, I, I want like, I want the Charlie Chaplin guy to have some lesson about. Listen, kids, we had a lot of fun today, but I'm here to talk about yo-yo safety. <laughs> Don't <laughs> smack yourself in the face. Yo-yo safety yo-yo. is no joke. That character, like at the beginning, it seems like he's going to matter to the movie. Yeah, he never does. Nope. How to deal with really progressive puberty in your early in your later teens when you look thirty? <laughs> you're only sixteen, coping with aging poorly. There could be some bull- anti-bullying done out of the, <laughs> true. The, true. the less topless high school scenes. Maybe even make it for teachers and be like how to properly identify students in need, <laughs> and then just like give them the shakedown, shake how to oust them. Yeah. <laughs> 
Here's how you shake down the the, pro, the teen prostitute in your class's landlord. Uh, <laughs> solely, I mean, you could just be like, signs you need new prescriptions or hearing aids. <laughs> like, uh, when you... Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Got it? Alright. Cody! Oh, shit. Hit the, no, hit the big wheel. Oh, hit the wheel. I thought <laughs> yeah. you were asking me for another one. It was like, man, we just I'm did out. like five. I'm going to ride. We're out on that one. <laughs> All right. No, we got to get genre bender. Spin it. Oh, right, right. <laughs> so, stop. But oh, it's not weird. It landed in genre benders. <laughs> Do you remember the rules just, of genre just bender, like the Cody? the woman predicted. <laughs> I'm familiar with the genre bender. <laughs> the genre bender is the one that shows up on every show, hopefully. As long as the wheel will have it, right? <laughs> it's crazy. 90% of the wheel is genre bender. Yeah. It's weird it hasn't come up more. Yeah, right? <laughs> We're getting it's episodes. always the last one, too. You'd Second think it would be last. the first one. Second Honestly, you Second guys one. have really great luck. Yeah, yes. no, it's, it's weird. Why don't you gamble more? So genre bender, what we do is we assign each other a genre and retell the movie in that genre. For, That's a lot for, of pressure. For, for, okay. um, so uh, I, I noted that Josh here had already sort of started... A, an idea for a sitcom. Well, so I'm going to go ahead and totally s- off the top of my head, which is <laughs> written down in the script, in which we pre-planned these bits. Uh, that we could do one where, in, in the postscript, uh, Detective Andrews adopts Molly, uh, and they start an unconventional family sitcom. My daughter, the prostitute. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you could marry the teacher. It's a rare condition. <laughs> it could end up like a yeah, like a. <laughs> yeah. Like a step by step sort of situation. <laughs> Dad, I have the big cheerleading crowd tomorrow, but I have gonorrhea. <laughs> Dad, I got sixteen dates to the prom. Who should so, I take? So so Josh, did you want family sitcom or should I pay, should I say something else for you now for, for for this so that we can assign the different genres? Oh you you can give me something else if you want, I don't mind. Alright, well I <laughs> There's also... How about zombie apocalypse for you, Josh? How, how would I redo this as a zombie apocalypse? Yep. So? Okay, so you now give errands. Damn. Right, we, we, we're all giving each other a genre to redo it in, if, in case that wasn't... Oh, no, I, I, was, I got okay. that. Okay, yeah. I'm done then. Um, it, it, we laughed over a little bit of the premise, but yeah, no, it, we're assigning each other, so... Yeah. Right, space opera. Space opera, okay. Oh, shit. Yeah, that'll be fun. Now, now Aaron, you give Cody's. Um, Western. Oh, fuck. Western. Uh, Aura, you get anime God. miniseries. <laughs> that was going to be Aaron's, but I then we to, went the other way. I, so I, I like, need to switch seats with, uh, <laughs> with Josh or something. You always end up giving mine, and I always get the hard ones. Okay, so... <laughs> Alright, so Josh, uh, did you want to start, or did you want me to start? Um, I can start. I'm going to have to wing it a little, I suppose. Um. So after wait, hang on. This this completely made up off the off the cuff <laughs> game. You'll have to wing it a little bit. Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's this huge zombie outbreak uh, spread by STDs. Ooh. And so like LA is who's the off. alpha? Huh? Who's the or the uh, the uh, patient zero? Patient, rather. patient zero. Not alpha. I'm, I don't know, Pyro Salton. Yeah. So the, the city is... <laughs> I assume that's how Angel would have tied in. <laughs> so, so, the, so the... No, the city is walled off. They're, they're not, oh. She's not evil. She's, oh, okay. uh, 
she's, she's the avenging agent. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so the city's walled off, and it seems like as the zombies aren't intelligent. It's like a, a sort of stasis quo situation, but like one of the zombies is smart and also very much enjoys eggs and prostitutes. <laughs> and so he's come to the city of angels in search of uh, eggs and oh. prostitutes, and they have to fight him. They have to fight him while he, while he swallows eggs. And, and swallows prostitutes. prostitutes. Yes. <laughs> the two came here to swallow eggs and prostitutes, and <laughs> I'm all out of eggs. <laughs> and I crushed the egg in my mouth like a little weirdo. Oh, wow. It was an accident, Ma. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him about the eggs, George. <laughs> <laughs> all right, space opera. Here we go. Shit. Okay, so mine was shit. So um, <laughs> God, all I got, I started. I was like trying to brainstorm, and I came up with the premise of "Hell Comes to Frogtown." <laughs> I don't know how that's a space opera, but go on. Repo the genetic rock opera, and, a, and I was like, okay. okay, and a little bit of a the John on Mars or whatever the fuck movie. Okay, like, you know which one I'm going. John so, Carter on Mars, yeah, yeah, John Carter on John Carter on Mars. So I was just like, okay, so it's Conan in space, but she's an abandoned princess. Who, like, this alien race or whatever is like, we're gonna try to make half-human alien babies, and so just, like, abuses the shit out of her <laughs> until one's like, I'm gonna murder all the, like, human ladies, and fuck it, she goes all space lady Conan on it. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> there you go. That's my, that's my elevator pitch. <laughs> There's a little... Handmade tail in there, like all kinds of. That's great, yeah. Stuff, yeah. Space Conan. Handmaid's tailing. Yeah, yeah. I'd read. I'd Red read Sonya. It. Oh my god, she's Red Sonya in space. Yes. Shoot. Okay. Sorry. This pitch is great. All right, mine would be. Uh, it it picks up like immediately after. So it's a whole new movie. It's not a reimagining of the first one, but it's it's the sequel. But the sequel. Starts with the three of them walking away from their manslaughter scene, and then out of out of nowhere, there is suddenly the identical twin brother of the serial killer, who because they're raised by the same mother has wow, the same wow, wow. mommy issues. They, remind, remind me, what's your genre again? Western. Western. Don't Western. worry, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm going to get there. No, I, I just I I was I didn't remember legitimately. As he comes in, kachink. Yeah, kachink. So ka-chink. Uh, so he shows up. Like immediately, and then they're like, "Oh man, we left all of our gun- guns with the with the cowboy guy." So so they tar- start running off. Obviously, Angel is faster in her heels. So she starts running, and she sees this car with the door open. She's like, "Oh, I'm I'm gonna get away." And uh, she gets in, and she starts driving. And then she sees like the guy is also behind her. So she keeps accelerating, and she gets up to 88 miles an hour on the Uh-oh. strip, where then she goes back to 1886. <laughs> in Old school California, where then she has to face off against the the matriarch mother that has spawned all of these serial killer children throughout the ages. <laughs> nice. And she has to she has to like fight that. at old school, and she teams up with the you know the the old school Western brothel, and there's like that's May. fantastic. It, it May is there, but like as a as a young like bar hop or something. Nice. In, there's like in every generation, there's a May. Yeah, there's a, there's a May. There's a Solly. 
There's a there's a guy there's a guy inexplicably dressed like Charlie Chaplin yo-yoing. <laughs> oh, that starts to get into like I feel like some sci-fi horror. It's like Bioshock. Right there, yeah. Bioshock like, meets Back to the Future. Where am I in time? And just like when she's fading out in some like drug induced <laughs> scene that he's just yo-yoing. <laughs> Kind of like a Willy Wonka theme. Oh going my god! Yeah. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> anime miniseries. All right. right. So Molly, she she is a a, a tender young waifu. <laughs> no, I was. Gonna, no, that's better than mine. <laughs> I was going to say a, you're one of the the high school students uh-huh. that they often the depict in these sorts of, of things. <laughs> oh. I, uh, and and her online avatar is Angel, Ooh. for which she is a she is a uh, a chat room goddess of sorts, right? And and uh, her her um, paramour, right? Start dropping dead like a rat, you know. Ooh. And she and she feels like she has to figure this out, but she's empowered by the internet itself, right? So. So this is how she eventually gains mecha powers and. and <laughs> oh my God, you're giving me some Doc Hat vibes, some yeah. cool. vibes. Overlord. Did yeah. so you see her experiment lane? Yeah, that. As soon as you said anime, I was like, it's going to be serial. Yeah, no, I have only watched one, so well, two. But this one's much closer to Lane than it is Battle of the Planets. So I like these retellings. It's very. Yeah, this I, I is, want this is... Angel to go down in history as something that they always oh, make retellings of, much like yeah. anything Shakespearean, where yeah. they're like, oh, this is Romeo and Juliet. I want it to be like, oh, this is this is that 1984, that's, 81 I mean, shit film. That's the perfect Angel. tagline, too, is Angel's gonna go down in history. Hey! <laughs> 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 and I think that line ends games. <laughs> oh, there nope. one more? One more. There is right. one more. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's spin the wheel and see what it lands on conveniently. <laughs> Ten percent chance. Ten percent chance. <laughs> All right, we have a guest this episode, so we have a we have a game that uh, we haven't tried out yet. This could be a good time, or it could Which be. We only lands on when we have guests, <laughs> right? <laughs> Isn't that weird? It's, it's the fucking sky- Yeah, we have a different it's- wheel for guests. It's a circle. <laughs> Man, it's costing you so much money to buy all these fucking wheels. <laughs> How many wheels are in your dingy apartment, Josh? It's, so... it's mostly wheel at this point. <laughs> We're halfway to Uzumaki right now. <laughs> all these wheels. I'm so scared. So, 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 so uh, the we put the guest on the spot. It's talk like Rhonda or Gilbert. <laughs> it's is the name of the game. So. Uh, did you, since I prepped you up a little bit, uh, definitely not five minutes ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you, so, did you decide? So, so, uh. She's stuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, again, like, Rhonda yeah. is very much. Like it wouldn't wouldn't even be a try. Sure. So I feel like we all have to do Gilbert. Gilbert. All right. All right. Talking like talking like Gilbert Gottfried. All right. <laughs> I yeah. I like I like having a phrase or like a thing to like get you in the space, and I always have to do the like I was the parrot on the land. <laughs> oh. 
god! You were the parrot on Aladdin! I was the parrot on Aladdin! That really works! <laughs> <laughs> it was the best of times! It was the worst of times! <laughs> that was actually really Turn good. Turn to page 60 in King Lear! <laughs> <laughs> it hurts! Oh god, it hurts! <laughs> Is it erotic? <laughs> <laughs> and that ends our segment for the show. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. <laughs> Audience, I hope, I hope you enjoy that bit as much as we all. <laughs> I'll be back for the next podcast. Going to get jewel pods. <laughs> Oh, Gilbert, the absentee father. (laughs) (laughs) Gilbert Godfrey was my absentee dad. He might be. (laughs) (laughs) So now we're going to bring the room down a bit into the where are they now, the rating, and the trivia. Sorry, you might have to. I was moving the thing. Do you want to re-say that little bit right there? Uh, we're doing the where are they now, the rating and the trivia. I don't... Eh, audience will deal with the fact that there was a cup noise. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, so, quickly, some where are they now, and then you guys, if you have any trivia about the film you want to share, feel free. Uh, actor Dick Sean, who played May, uh, did a one-man touring show and unfortunately died of a heart attack on stage. <gasps> wow. Oh, that's Although, so sad. It's sad, but he went out doing what he loved. That's fair. Um... Actress Donna Wilkes, who was the lead, uh, retired for, to show business uh, from show business for several years, but eventually came back with "My Stepbrother is a Vampire" and "90210 Shark Attack." Those those are what kind of movies then? <laughs> Great ones. Uh, <laughs> actress Graham McGavin, and I don't remember who that is. Uh, probably the teacher. Sure. Uh, would appear in a few other Up All Night films, uh, including My Tutor and Weekend Pass. Uh, He's really good at playing those a are, teacher. Those two movies and this one are her only three IMDb credits, which is a little sad. It is, I mean, it is interesting, though, that you know that particular actress could say, all three of my movies have been, you know, <laughs> Up All Night movies, maybe. Yeah. So, you guys have any trivia to throw in? Um, Susan Tyrell, who was in it, she apparently wrote a song with Oingo Boingo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wrote the words to Witch's Egg. Yeah, she was in uh, uh, Forbidden Zone, Zone was their yeah. film. Wow. Forbidden which if you Zone! Which, if you haven't seen it and you like really weird crap, you should really see Forbidden Zone, because it's really <laughs> weird. She was also never in a... Um, film that was nominated nominated not nominated nominated for best picture oscar like <laughs> hey we have that in common hey. that's not that surprise <laughs> yeah. she's the one who played solly by the way and she's actually yeah. a really good oh, actress yeah. she's very fun to watch yeah but that's my and a genuine hollywood weirdo apparently <laughs> i think we already Love said it. earlier that the what's his name dick sean yeah dick sean dick sean is in the producers and it's a mad 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 world yeah. 
Mad 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 World. Oh my god, this movie was shot in twenty days. That was the I couldn't remember that one. That was the one that is very very believable. Yeah, it looks pretty good for having been shot. The in egg days. scene took three. <laughs> That's weird, but that happened. <laughs> yeah, uh, the score was also composed in under a week. That is well. That I mean, that I believe because yeah. the score was not that great. Yeah. There, there. I'm done. That's it. <laughs> oh, that's it. Okay, yeah, that's it. Well, uh, you want to talk about ratings, Josh? How did you feel about this uh, this turkey? Um, well, my initial rating was as an erotic thriller, since that's sort of where it would fall in the the, the classes of movies that were on up all night. Sure. Uh, and it only gets point five sack solos because it's wow. not. Wow. It's not erotic. <laughs> Nothing about if you. If you are a very enjoying yourself movie. to this film in that way, in a prurient way, get help. Because it's not, it's not that kind of film. If you're like that guy who came up to me and winked and said, I like sex with my violence, yeah. it's not the movie for you. Yeah. <laughs> Does that happen? Yeah. Totally did. Yeah. Not today. <laughs> but uh, someday. But it did happen. But but as like a serious social problem drama because that's what this really is. It's not. It's disguised yeah. as an exploitation film, and it has some gratuitous nudity mm-hmm. to sort of pack that. But really, it's a social problem film. Like I am a fugitive from a chain gang, mm-hmm. and as that, I would give it like I don't know four old black and white film reels. <laughs> old black and white. Old black and white film reels. <laughs> like it's a little inconsistent. And the acting is uneven, but it's. The char- some of the characters are really compelling, and the, the general view of society it gives is interesting and sympathetic. And, uh, sure. Well, did more I mean, than the capabilities the filmmakers are able to do in some cases. Well, I mean, just the again, we talked a little bit about it, but but the the I bet the depiction of a trans person in here was was kind of you know somewhat well, you know well someone in drag so i, I guess someone yeah. in drag i guess sorry to make that no yeah no you're right uh i i i made that false equivalency while i was watching the movie actually and we, just assumed we did too but, but yeah it's, people that are me and Nora's age will sometimes do that just because trans was a much more underground idea in yeah. our day so drag would be um so there's this sort of but yeah, so I'm saying it's not well. Malicious. Well, the, the reason why I suggested Trant was because you know in the apartment yeah. uh, she was acting uh, as such. Even I think it's reasonable to think yeah. in the modern era May would be trans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. In in the modern era, um, anyway, drag what I, is still used as a initial expression. Yeah. But it wasn't comedic, really. It was no. it was kind of no, a and she was very. And that was, what I, that was the point I was trying to make. Yeah. Was well, May and Sully were both very funny, but they were funny in ways that weren't deprecating and didn't make yeah, fun of they their other. They they they, they, they talk were, like exactly what you would expect to like. I think you said like older queer people would exactly like be saying and yelling at each other during a game of cards. That card game is so fucking great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that's the movie I want to watch. You know? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, that's the spinoff <laughs> yeah, that we need. Mm. Yeah. The um, prequel, the pre, the pre sequel, yeah. No, just make it its own sk- sitcom. Like, just mm. pre- you know, let's skip where she's murdered and just fucking you lived. Like, You're fantastic. Once again, we are following up with our other podcast yeah. tradition of of just giving away solid gold on the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Cody. What did, would you rate this one? Um, uh, I was. I think I'd do this, yeah, as like a, of the three 
genres that consist of up all night movies, <laughs> which is boob comedy, boob horror, and erotic thriller. I would agree with Josh boob that this is thriller. Thank you. Oh, boob thriller. No, no, me. you're right. You're right. It's. Uh, I, this, this erotic if you, if you listen to our Shannon first episode, Tweed. there's a discussion as to why it's not boob thriller, I guess. Because of Shannon Tweed. <laughs> <laughs> but Sex it really therapist. doesn't work as any of those movies, but it does work like as its own thing. Like We, we were talking about while we were watching it, this feels like the most self-serious and, and like... Not like self aware for like a humor sense, but just like very aware of what it's doing. So I'd give it like three out of five sucked eggs. Um, <laughs> there were, there were lots of things that I did enjoy about it, like the the B roll of the city. I actually really did like for because it made it seem like everybody around them were were real people too, also just like living their life. Also, the swearing in this movie is like. Perfect. It's used like sparingly, but when it, it is used, it's like hard. Like, like somebody drops like a c <laughs> word at one point in time. I don't know why. I, I don't say what I said. Somebody says "cunt" in the movie, like <laughs> like a c word. The, the, they say the c word. There's like a couple of f words. There's oh my god! Did you hear when he said the s word? What number did you say? You said three. I oh, like three out of three. five. Three out of five. Okay. Aaron, your rating. Uh, okay, so, um, you know what, just one air guitar to (laughs) Bill and Ted's, excellent! Yeah, alright. Didn't love it, huh? I, I didn't, um, I felt like it would have been great had it been recorded for, like, TNT, or, Mm. uh, some other... It would have been a great Lifetime movie, Yeah, yeah, Lifetime, that was, I was like, what's the other channel? Like, just something that had a little bit more money. <laughs> like, um, I've been listening to a podcast that reviews Lifetime movies. Called really? Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a movie, one of their early movies is Mother Can I Sleep With Danger? Or May I Sleep With Danger? So. It's still it's a good podcast name. It's going to give me pause. Um, no, I, I feel like had it been written for Lifetime, TNT, some channel, like made for TV movie, it would have been, I think, pretty good. Good, like it could have, it would have been better. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's you know, one air guitar. Fair enough. Uh, I had been hovering a little higher at this, and and as we've talked about it, I I've gone lower because I I realized that like there were kind of a lot of dead end plot lines, like mm-hmm. Yo Yo, the cops, the teacher, the teacher. Like, cause, cause my my original sort of I, I was I was sort of hovering at a four, uh, and I was like, well, but this is the most competent movie we've watched thus far on this particular. Certainly, in terms of film craft, <gasps> yeah, of the movies that we have watched. Well, cause... even even just having sort of storyline and things like that up to that point. Well, yeah, so I think part of film craft is well crafted screenplay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, classically I, I, I was okay. Well, you know. In the way that it also has multiple camera angles and like an actual soundtrack and things like that, uh, that that's what I I sort of was you know. Um, but but as we talked about it more, I was like, oh, there there were dead end plot lines and there was like unnecessary like could have hit the hit the cutting room floor kind of like like I said, walking scenes and hallways and. Like the street corner, the street stuff does add some vibe to it, and, and I'm sure that that was 
supposed to be the the mirror was the the hallway scenes in the class but god it just like there was so much of it i mean like i said i even watched it in double speed and i'm like okay i get it we're in a class we're in a school can we move on <laughs> you know like, he was annoyed by the gratuitous nudity as me and cody seemed to find. The, well the coo- uh the <laughs> cootie the cootie the cody uh erin didn't say whether she was also annoyed by the casual Theoretically underage, although assumedly not really. The thing about the nudity, at least in double speed, was that it happened real fast. Like, you know, like, in the, like, the scene, it was basically a flash in a lot of cases. Like, and I'd be like, oh, I guess they were in a locker room back there. (laughs) You know? Anytime I see nude scenes like that, where they're supposed to be underage, um, I just immediately go, cool, director's a pedophile, and move yeah. on. Yeah. Like, no, it's, it's creepy as it's, shit. W- certainly with um, a lot of actresses now talking with like newer Me Too movements and conversations, that in saying things like, I'm not going to act out your sexual fantasies, like that's all that yeah, Someone, someone stop like, fucking just... Tarantino from letting people do foot things. God yeah, damn. Yeah, it's, it's just like... Cool, great, I got exposed to another dude's fucking sexual underage fantasy of, you know, when he was in high school or even now. Like, it's just mm. great, thanks. But. Of what he thinks happens in girls' so- in girls yeah, playing like, locker rooms. And it, and I'm like, cool, another unrealistic expectation for women. No, um, like, it, I'm kind of numb to a lot of that because it's so commonly used. So, again, you're unoriginal. With your fucking nude scenes, like, just I, I will be my least favorite part of the movie. When, yeah, when, uh, yeah, whenever there was a chapter break in the double speed too, like the the movie seemed to skip like a couple of seconds. <laughs> yeah. So I was I was also kind of having that with because it seems like the nudity would happen like at the chapter breaks. <laughs> It was often just sort of transitional. Like, it was like a, it was using it like establishing shots whenever it was doing the high school yeah. scenes, which is weird. I guess I didn't 100%. I was, I was supposed to watch this movie with Cody last night, and then Cody backed out on me because he's you, an asshole. I think you mean bitched out. Yeah. <laughs> Bitchin'. It was deep, deep in an anime series. <laughs> uh, I'm too busy. Can we watch it tomorrow? And I said, yeah, we can watch it tomorrow, Cody. Sorry, bro, balls and deep then, in Promised Neverland. And then, <laughs> and then Josh managed to post on the board about watching it together earlier today. Hang on, I'm not finished telling my story yet. And Cody's like, oh, I already watched it. And I'm like, you motherfucker, we were supposed to watch this together, Cody. Hang on. And then... I called Josh at five, and I'm like, "Are we watching this angel business or what?" And he's like, "I, th- I watched it already." Like, <laughs> I thought everybody had watched it. So I ended up watching this on my computer at Slim Chickens, yeah. um, <laughs> but, and I had forgotten about the nudity. <laughs> so I'm sitting. <laughs> yes, uh, I mean. USA up all night. I should have known again. better. This, you're absolutely it right. Sounds like you're describing an oil painting. Oh, I had headphones. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. I was I, like, just double um, speed this movie, like but, volume out but, for but, children and family. Chicken but, but there are people getting uh getting getting chicken fingers around me, and I'm just like, oh, that's a that's a locker room scene. I'm gonna go ahead and tamp that down for a minute until I stop hearing the. The locker room noises. <laughs> um, but, yeah. 
So, so that was my experience with uh, with this particular film. Is uh, don't don't uh, watch it in public for sure. <laughs> I think I and, watched this last back. winter. <laughs> yeah, it was when we were doing the first attempt to prep for the show. I think so. Um, so three shot up mannequins would be the answer to my <laughs> to the no, uh, which brings us to to eleven out of twenty. Um, so uh, a I little mean, bit better than a two. As an up all night film, Average. it's terrible. As a, I, I, as a, something other than that, it's maybe watchable if you like. Seventy. It's got like a draws, five point. Maybe. It's got like a five point six out of ten on IMDb, which is funny so we, considering we what our rating. It's about what it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's about, it's seems about there's it's like there there are cool and good things about it, and then there's there's other things that just like immediately like you can't just take the good things. You're also like very aware of the bad choices they made. Yeah. And there's really no need to for like, there's no need to like retell this story. This story's been told in many iterations. Hmm. That is fair. Um, I mean, maybe at the time it was a little bit more. Well, Josh had a point when he mentioned that. Taxi Driver. I was like, "Oh, this kind of is like." You mentioned Taxi Driver. That was, that was Cody. You. I'm sorry, Cody. <laughs> Uh, this kind of is the flip coin of Taxi Driver in some ways. Mm-hmm. It kind of is. Well, we, I mean, um, the, the if we want to get real relevant with it, uh, me and me and Haley were having the conversation about that during the serial killer scenes. And I was talking about how I was like, this is kind of why I'm probably not going to watch the new Joker movie because they don't really want to just stand alone. This is the justification for why this character gets to be so like crazy and unhinged and oh blah 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 it's just like exactly that like th- this has been done like a lot and this is not really where we are at in a society where where we want another thing well I might watch Joker but I'm not going to watch it in a movie theater or when there's other people that I don't know around yeah <laughs> because I don't right? because I don't want it's fan base to be around me because I suspect a lot of the people that I like oh. it are going to be kind of you remember when we went to go see that other movie and all those juggalos were there? Yeah. Oh fuck! That what was, movie is that? I, was it? The, was that the first Deadpool? It, it, it was the first Deadpool. I don't know damn. if they were juggalos. There were a bunch of dumb teenagers that were <laughs> definitely <laughs> citing all of their Deadpool stuff, and some of them were so fucked. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about it. And the, there was the dead body in the trunk. There was definitely a dead body in the trunk. Yeah. All stories that we will tell when we are off air. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Subscribe to the Patreon and you can hear our story. <laughs> Don't have the Patreon yet, but when we do have one, subscribe to it. Anyway, uh, and you'll so, hear, you'll definitely you'll hear, hear that story because that's really the only me and Josh goes to a movie story that's worth telling. <laughs> so I, I hear that there are places to find our podcast, or sure, that podcast up all night is a presentation of that podcast production. You can find all the podcast blogs and assorted nonsense at thatpodcastproductions.fireside.fm. Isn't there an email now, too? Ah, as of, as of minutes ago, there's an email. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that.podcast.productions that at gmail.com. You can email us. Uh, 
You can also find us on Facebook at That Podcast Stays Up All Night Slumber Party. Just do a search for Up All Night Slumber Party. I'm sure you'll get some weird hits and our thing, too. <laughs> you should tell us what you find. Start a post. Tell us what you find when you search. The yeah. thing is, it could be cool to have a mail segment, because there there was a mail segment at the end of the original right. Up All Night. So yeah, if we get if we start getting mail, like people want to send in mail, there's a good chance that we will read it. Cause Absolutely. We could even read it in the voices, but I'm not going to promise I'm not, that. I am not going to promise that. Gilbert yeah. does not do good things to my throat. <laughs> yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Uh you can also find that podcast uh, on places such as Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Ooh, we got fancy with this one, huh? And iTunes. Or you can uh, hit up the RSS feed from our website. Remember to subscribe and review while there. I'm sure future Josh might also tell us about other places soon. <laughs> so there you are, right? Yep. Whatever it is at our website, I'm sure you'll find out about it. Yeah. So uh, I do want to thank our special guest, Aaron. Thank you for bringing your expertise uh, to talking about a creepy-ass movie. I think the last time I was here I said I'd see you never, but (laughs) I'm not a woman of my word. Nope. (laughs) The last time you were here we recorded a Godzilla episode that just went up. (laughs) Not a woman of my word, apparently. No. In fact, you will look like you're really not a woman of your word because it'll be like a month later. (laughs) It was was not chronologically. (laughs) That is hilarious in so much as (laughs) like... I've, I've used the power of editing to make you a super liar. So, two weeks from this very day... I am the worst! <laughs> the two weeks from this very day, uh, that podcast stays up all night, we'll move away from the mean streets of L.A. to the mean streets of a weird mutant apocalypse. I'd like to say things are getting less disturbing, but we're going to be talking about a movie where Rowdy Roddy Piper almost fucks a frog lady. <gasps> oh my it's god! Hell comes to frog town. Did you have to spoiler alert some stuff? <laughs> uh, not really. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> I mean, I think, the, thir- I think three decade-old movies are her uh, spoiler omnipotent. It's not really plot crucial that he almost fucks a frog lady. Just, oh, that's not. He just that, does. That, hang on, <laughs> I haven't seen this movie. Uh, no, okay, yeah, it's gonna be great. Um, not even a major plot point. What you just said? Not really. Girl, you got an adventure I mean, ahead of so, you, and there's so some excited. context where it matters to the plot, but not, not really. And you know, wow, I am just amazed at what's happening right now. I, you see, uh, myself comes to frog. No, 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 no. That's like I said. Oh, we it was in my list like initially. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I I haven't seen it yet either, Cody. We should uh, we should figure out a way. We should definitely which... watch party that one because it would be a fun movie. Yes. It has one of my be- favorite movie lines in it ever, and I'll totally do it off air. Okay. Like, oh my god. Uh, and my script crashed. So let me see Cody's. <laughs> Damn it, Cody! He's <laughs> like, let me see Cody's. <laughs> This is, this is literally what Aura saw. <laughs> We're super professional at that podcast production. Uh, you know what? That does it. That does it. <laughs> Guys, we didn't even drink before this. Right. Oh, oh pissed. Well. That about does it for that podcast. Stays up all night. Until next time, be sure to keep your friends close 
and your insane senile cowboy actor even closer. Aww.